This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's podcast time. Baseball season is over. Kapui. Basketball, over. Kapui. Hockey, over. Kapui. Now it's just football. What do you got, Al? It is all over. Yeah, it is over. What's going on? Was that uh, who did that? Uh, Howard Cosell. It is all over. Yeah, there you go. That's my Howard and Cosell. And down goes Frazier. Yeah. Do you do a Howard Cosell impression? I don't. I feel like, I feel like everybody, uh, when stand-up comedy, when I was first getting into watching that, everyone did impressions of Howard Cosell and Jack Nicholson. Okay. I can see that. Like, and they would always try to put them in different situations. What if Jack Nicholson was the kid bagging your groceries at the grocery store? Yeah, how about that? And then they do a bad Jack Nicholson impression, of which I, I don't do one. So I'll give, I'll give you this, Jerry. This I think this has come up on the show at one point, but I, I saw an article about what states in the country must disclose to you when purchasing a home if there was a violent uh, murder there. We have talked about this, yeah. Well, I have the list, and I was actually a little bit surprised where New York and New Jersey fall Uh for this. That means they're at the end and probably don't have to disclose anything. So this is New Jersey. New Jersey, disclosure only required if death was a result of property conditions like toxic mold or carbon monoxide. What about someone falling down the stairs? Mm, If the stairs uh, had not been, uh, I guess maybe that one would be, yeah. If the property condition resulted in it, yes. But if someone basically takes a knife and stabs someone in the house, that does not have to be disclosed. That does not have to be disclosed. Now, I went to New York. New York is amongst the majority of states. Not required to disclose anything, but agents cannot obscure the truth if you ask them. How many people mm-hmm. are asking their real estate agent as right. they're looking at a home? Anyone Has anyone ma- <laughs> been murdered here? Has anyone killed here? I mean, come on. I think I would ask that. And then there's a bunch of different well, you're states. Also, and- yeah, you're a different bird. Yeah. Most people are not asking that question. So they Ala- see bloodstains on the wall. Alaska and South Dakota must disclose murder. Because I'm within, moving there anytime soon. Within the past year. Alaska or South Dakota. They're like two states that to me don't even exist. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, watching, so, and I know people. I know people have gotten on me when I say I watch it. They're like, "Well, that's not real." It may not be, but the weather is. I do watch that that Alaska show, Life Below Zero. Yeah, 
And I listen, I get it. I'm sure it's not all real. I'm sure they do have some fun with it. That's fine. That said, I do believe that that is mostly a way of life where people are just living off the land out there in these extreme temperatures. Yes. And I think about the way we live our life compared to the way they will spend their 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years on Earth. And it's like, could you imagine living that life and never experiencing ours or when you see shows or, 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 you know, pleas for help from places like Africa or just third world countries where it's like, God almighty, we are so privileged and the way yes, other people live is unbelievable. We're very lucky to live in these United States, Jerry. Yeah, we are. We really That's are. That's what I say. Yeah. Like I right agree. now, I'm like, mm, it looks like it could be raining and it's not quite 60 degrees. And I'm like, what a, what a terrible life. I hear you. You know what I mean? Yep. Understood. Uh, but this is just to let you know, if you're buying property, ask. They have to tell you if anyone was murdered there. All right. Fair enough. Anyone murdered here? I don't plan on buying a property anytime soon, but when yeah. I do, I will try to remember that. Yeah. I should have asked when I... Uh, this place was built in 1990. That's, you know, 2010, 30 years ago. Got it. I should have asked. Well, a lot could have happened here. You should have asked. You I don't agree. know. That's we right. don't know what goes on in these places. Like my house but then was built you, in 85. In 1985. You know what the real estate agent would say? Uh, you know, I, I didn't see that in the papers, but I'll, I'll ask. And then they don't ask. Yeah, but you will. And then you have to Two just hours keep... later, you'll text them. <laughs> you get, and you get a word on uh, if anyone was murdered in the house. Still waiting for an answer. I am sure, and I'm hoping, that somebody will tweet to me that someone was murdered in their house and they bought the house anyway. Or they found out afterwards. Or they knew before purchase. Because some people don't care. Uh, yeah, that would bother me a little bit. But the yeah, only me thing too. about what you're saying is, yeah, how many murders are there <laughs> that you think someone but, not only, yeah, not only was aware of the murder, but it happened in the house they bought? Yeah, that's a great question because you know, I'm watching ID Channel and Netflix murder mysteries all day long, so I'm assuming they're happening nonstop. Right, like you think your neighbor's already been murdered, and you've only been there six months. <laughs> you know, I actually looked the other day uh, at crime statistics in uh, Bradley Beach. Okay, I was like, go to the crime statistics in Bradley Beach, and I was like, there hasn't been a murder in like five years, ten years. Let's keep that going. Yeah, but I, to me, I would have been like, I don't know, maybe ten people were murdered last year. Ten people. I just assume when there's a dispute, somebody gets murdered. How many murders? Let's put it this way. All right, let, yeah. me, let me say this. How many murders do you think were committed in 2019? Mm-hmm. And you're in Monmouth County, right? Bradley Beach yeah. is still on the border Monmouth. of Monmouth County. So that's my county, too. All right, let's see. How many murders <laughs> all right, in Monmouth County, New Jersey? Right. How many do you think the number is in the in the year twenty nineteen? Yes, it's the entire county. Forty eight murders. All right, I only I only have two thousand eighteen. Okay, I'll still go forty eight murders. All right, in two thousand eighteen, including wow, it's a lot more than I thought. Oh, look at this! Oh, there's some hot spots. I think no, this is the state. Hold on a second. I'm trying to get the county. Right. So in the state, analysis... Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of terrible areas in the state of New Jersey. That's why I was trying to do Monmouth County. I was trying to not do that. I'm trying to get you the county stats. Because I like the in the state of New Jersey, there... Oh, here we go. I got the counties. All in right. the state of New Jersey, there were 285. Okay. 
All right. That's so, even that seems low to me. For an entire state and there's some really bad areas. Well, this is going to my point that I don't think there's as many murders oh. happening as you seem to think <laughs> there are. Yeah. You think there's one going on every day yeah, in, every, in every town. I feel like if I was a cop, I'd always be investigating murders. All right, Monmouth County, you ready? Yeah. All right, Monmouth County in 2018 had 16. 16 murders. Yes. You know where you need to live? Hunterton County. No murders? In 2018 and 17 combined, one. One. The other thing we also got to remember about murders is most of the time, you know your murderer. That's what I've learned from these shows that I I watch. I could totally see that. It's the husband, it's the wife, it's the ex-wife, it's the ex-husband, it's somebody you owe a lot, a large sum of money to. Yep, I could see that. It's very rare that a random person kills another person, even though we see it on the news a lot. Sure. It's rare. Somerset County. Oh. Five in in two years. And you're right. So the first one that comes up, and this is terrible. Terrible. A woman was 82 years old, found beaten to death. What a punk. And her son was charged. Right. Good God. Sussex County, one combined in two years. All right. So these are there's places to go in New Jersey. Here we go. Warren County, one combined. Right. That sounds like the woods. So how about that? So you've got, if you think about this, you've got Warren County, one, right? You mm-hmm. can count these up. That's Warren County, Sus- Sussex County, one. Somerset is five. Okay, keep counting. Salem County, only eight. And then I give you the last one. Ocean County, only eight. That's pretty good. And Morris County, three. That's seven counties in New Jersey. What's the total murders? I didn't add them. I just told you to add it up. Yeah, I was already too far behind when it you can't asked. can't be more than 13 or 14, though, in right. two years. That means there's some counties that are, like, way overboard with the murders. They've uh, got to get yes. it together wherever they are. Yeah, Mercer is 50 for the two years. Oh. Like, that's Hudson County is 48 mm. for the two years. So, yes, you're exactly right. There are certain yeah. counties that are a you lot worse go. than others. Jerry, you're familiar with the Nirvana. Essex County, Al, 203 in the last two years. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Jerry, you're familiar with the uh, rock and roll record by Nirvana called uh, Nevermind? No. When was that? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> it was a very major influential record of our gen- of a generation, you might even say. Right. Well, Butch Vig, who is the guy who uh, produced that record, was recently interviewed, and he says that if Nirvana's Nevermind was released today, it would not be a cultural giant. I could see that. He's right, because back then, still... It was a new sound. It was a new sound. Radio was very influential. He also talks about the mystery of who these guys were. Like, now that we have social media and everything's put out there, we know everything about everybody. Pretty much. And that... I do agree with that. Like, there does seem to... I do like to have some mystery to my people. Although, when there is mystery behind them, I try to find out all the information I can. Right, of course you do. Like... Paul Westerberg, who I like, who lives in Minneapolis, he's still a very mysterious person to me. Did you go to his child at home? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, when we were there for the Super Bowl, I wanted to, but it was such bad weather. Then do what? Just drive by it. (laughs) Not his child at home, where he currently lives. Oh, my God. I I actually, I Googled where does he live, and his home came up on the thing. Yeah, stalker. (laughs) But there are very few mysterious singers or 
comedians or even radio show hosts. Like it used to be much more of a mystery of who these people were. I would like to I would listen, I'd like to walk by Howard Stern's apartment building. Yeah. I want to see these two floors of cats that he has. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. Like even now that Bruce Springsteen has a new record out and he's out promoting, he's being a lot more open and available than he ever was. Okay. And putting things out there and putting out uh, documentaries and behind the scenes footage and there was a time where where when you liked uh, an artist it would sometimes go three years before you would see anything about them. Yeah, like sure. they put out a record, they tour, and then they disappear for three years. This social media crap has really changed the world in a lot of different ways. It has changed the world. It has. I mean, whether it's social things, whether it's, you know, entertainment, whether it's, you know, sports radio and fans. I mean, it is changed the world. And and really, if you think about it, it's 2020. I think the two of us jumped on Twitter, what, 2010, I guess? Right around there, if, give or take a year 2010, so. I believe. Right yeah. around there, yeah. Prior to that, none of this really existed. Yeah. And, you know, you want to tell me Facebook? Okay, I know, whatever. I mean, that's not this. You know, there's nothing like this. And it's 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 amazing, actually, the change in such a short time. I was, trying to, I was trying to think, like, the singer Sia. Do you know the singer Sia? You've heard of her? Yeah, she, she was a... Uh, I think she's SIA, actually. You sure? Yeah, you're thinking of Ciara, who was oh, Russell Westbrook. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. But Sia was a, a little bit of a mysterious woman. She wouldn't let anyone see her face for a while. Okay. She always had, like, hair over her face. So she was trying to keep a mystery. And that but hasn't worked. But then, yeah, that, even that hasn't worked. Because it'd be like, TMZ, here's a picture of Sia going into a laundromat. It is interesting, though, because I also saw that's why they stopped doing the Scooby-Doo uh, series, because social media was unmasking the criminals before those rotten kids got to <laughs> See, you ruined, are you happy now, social media? You ruined Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Sorry, it was stupid. <laughs> Made myself laugh, though. <laughs> Wondering who the Scooby-Doo criminal is today? We, uh, it's right here. It's already, I got it. It's Al available. Duke's uncovered him before Shaggy did. Yeah, I got him right before Shaggy and Scooby. And scrappy do. That's pretty funny. Uh, then there was uh, some uh, fake news going on during the program today saying that I am Neil Best's source. Yes. For all his media news. Yeah. Number one, I am not. Listen, there have been times when Neil Best has requested to speak to me, and then I speak with the higher ups and say, Do I have permission to speak with right, Mr. Sure. Best? And then that's the only time I do it. I always thought, Why? What is the. What would. But I wonder this about football teams too. What is in it for me to be a source to Neil Best Nothing. or somebody else? Right. Nothing. It could only get me well, in trouble if I'm if I'm found out. If you're not caught, you could get him to write a nice article about you. Oh, is that how? Like a as Boomer said, quid pro quo. Like he could. Well, no, because you're not making anything from it. Yeah, like he doesn't do anything for you. But I mean, perhaps he wants me wants to write something nice about you. I suppose. Right. It's a weird thing with Neil because when I used to cover the Giants, he was around, and the Jets, and he was around a lot, and he was a nice guy to me. Very he nice. He doesn't say boo to me, like really? ever. No. Mm. No. Not that I've seen him anymore, but yeah, you know, I don't know. When he comes to me looking for information, I just don't respond. Yeah. No, I get it. It's, it's hard. if he it's can't. an actual interview. He right. says, I would like to interview for the paper. Then I go to the bosses and say, Neil Best would like to interview. Oh, so I see. So the way he gets his information from you is just by like texting you a quick question. Hey, quick question. Sometimes now. he wants to. Yeah, but I don't answer those. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Andrew Marshawn tries that too. Wow, is that true? 
Yeah. These guys try and make an allosaurus. <laughs> Trying to make me a source, but I would always be scared to death of my job. I can't be a source. I don't blame you. It's not It's not worth losing your job over. Right. Like a, a football player could be a source because they got guaranteed contracts. Absolutely. They, they wanted to be known that the team sucks for this reason. Sure. You know what I mean? So I, I guess I could kind of understand those. Hey, before we go, Eddie Sources. just walked in to stop the recorder when we're done here. All I right. want to ask us. I, this is a serious question. Oh, so no jokes. No jokes. And I think Eddie will actually have the proper right. answer. And I don't want to make a mockery of this where me and you might Got have. It. So, And I'm sure you saw this yesterday. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. I want to read this tweet from, from Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey. The Murph. And, and I'm trying to understand it. All right, Eddie. This is what he tweeted yesterday. And I've read it 16 times, and I don't understand in what way he means. He writes yesterday, it's time to legalize adult use marijuana in New Jersey Mm -hmm. for social justice, for racial justice, (laughs) and economic justice. I don't know what that means. Can you please explain to me what racial justice and social justice has to do with making marijuana legal? That I do not. What does that mean? Maybe Eddie knows. Yeah, I I don't know what he's going for. I mean, if you're telling me that. Certain minorities smoke a lot of weed and they're prosecuted for it. So let's Perhaps. make it legal. Okay. And maybe certain I economic um, people of certain economic status are more prone to, although I don't believe that. But isn't that, and I don't know this, I don't buy weed. Isn't it, It's a cheap one to buy, is it not? I, you know what? I, honestly, I've never bought drugs uh, in my life, illegal drugs. So I don't I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I so, don't know. That's interesting. And I'm sure there's a reason for it, why he's writing this, but I can't figure it out. Because as far as I know, weed is consumed by every race in this great state of New Jersey. Yeah. By Uh, a lot of different people. Yeah, there's weed. I can't go anywhere without smelling weed. Right. And uh, actually, when one day when you were out, Jerry, and uh, Eddie did the podcast, he convinced me to vote for legal weed in New Jersey. Look at you. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because I my, was on the fence. My point is that people are going to smoke weed I agree. regardless. I have no issue so with So why that. not have the state make some money off you of can, it? If you can smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol, I, this to me, I don't understand why not. I don't. More benign than those. Right. And has a lot of benefits health-wise for a lot of people. Yes, and, and psychological benefits. I completely I no argument for me at all. But I thought that was an interesting tweet from him. So not being a jackass, if anybody out there can explain to me what he means by that, I would actually mm-hmm. appreciate a response. And tag me in it as well. I would like to know. There you go. All right, I'm done. So in New Jersey, we'll have, we have uh, legal gambling, maybe legal weed. Boy. We're almost at all the You know what this is starting to sound like? demons. Starting to sound like uh, Biff's life and Biff's city in uh, Back to the Future 2. <laughs> We're going to be like Vegas here Holy in New moly. Legalized prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's what else is left? The oh bunny ranch. The right. Bradley Beach bunny ranch. <laughs> is that what you're calling your <laughs> condo? Well, I'm, tra- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work out uh, getting a, a spot on Main Street. Uh, the funny. condo is more like the bunny box. <laughs> bunny box. <laughs> Very small box. Like that. You would ch- when you purchase a bunny, you would bring it home from the pet store in this tiny box. <laughs> All right. Now I got to go. All right, Jerry. The uh, warm-up program is next. It was terrific. We'll see you on a Thursday. Is tomorrow Thursday? Tomorrow yes, is. thankfully. We'll see you on a Thursday. So. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. Right, here we go. It's 5.03. It's a Wednesday midweek here on the old fan of Rooney. I'm in New York City. Al is down in Bradley Beach. And I will say this. The World Series has come to an end. The baseball season is over. And Kevin Cash is the luckiest man in the country that he does not actually manage in New Yorker and any city that actually cares about baseball because what a dope. Al, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. There's a time every morning at uh, 5.03 the uh, the theme song plays. But there's a few seconds every time my clock hits 5.03 and the theme hasn't played yet that I start to think, am I connected? Right, sure. But here I am. I am connected. Uh, the World Series was everything uh, people wanted it to be. There was controversy. There was a classic team winning it, not the stupid Rays, who is, are still an expansion team, even though they came in in 1998. There was analytics versus uh, gut-feeling baseball, and analytics won out. No, no, and then no, lost no, no. Out. It lost out. Oh, lost out. Big time. How do you describe this, Jerry, to people who are like, you know what, I'm not interested in the World Series, but I'm interested in big-time sports talk. Um, I didn't watch, but what Here's what I would say. I would say this. If the Dodgers just won a ho-hum Game 6 and were World Series champions, I don't even think sports fans really care all that much because it would have just been another baseball game that they probably weren't watching anyway when you look at the ratings. But when you get the old... You know, the the classic baseball fan to the new age analytical baseball guy. Last night was a classic a classic example of overmanaging, um, not trusting what you're seeing and going with numbers. And whether you watched it or not, you can have the argument because it's just. Yes. I mean, just awful. There is. Do you know Mookie Betts was asked what his reaction was when Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell out of the game? What he, did he say? He said, thank God. Because right. I couldn't hit him last night. He he struck out twice and looked bad doing it. Really so for, terrible. So the, for those people, Jerry, that were long asleep by the time this all went down, like myself, I was asleep probably by 7.30. Yeah, sure. Uh, Kevin Cash makes a decision to pull Blake Snell. The Rays are up one nothing. It's the sixth inning. Now, let me give you some context all right. here. Give me the context. He's in the sixth inning. He has, count them, Nine strikeouts in 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 the sixth inning. He has given up two hits. Got it. Now one was in the sixth. He gets. I think he got the first out of the inning and then gave up the single, or maybe the single in the first a line out, drive to center. Yeah, classic sing a classic no, single, Jerry. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. And then Mookie Betts comes up. Now Mookie Betts had struck out twice already, and Against as I Blake said, Snell. yeah, and looked bad doing it. Snell All looked. Right. It's funny because I went back and you know I saw the first few innings before I went to sleep, and then I watched uh, the middle innings when I got in at four o'clock. Um, and he through the middle innings, I mean, he had I think the four. I don't. I didn't write it down. I think the fourth inning he struck out the side. He looked as good as I have ever seen him. And not only that, 
his pitch count out was like 70. Yeah. And I think Kevin, he, like, what are you doing? I think his pitch count, I looked it up, Jerry, he had thrown 73 pitches. Okay, so 73 pitches in the sixth inning. And I get the whole, you know, best bullpen and baseball theme. I got it. But you also have, you know, a former Cy Young winner and your best pitcher on the mound pitching as good as he has in, I don't all season. What, what, and you're winning. But, Jerry, the binder said he Shut was about to binder. go his third way through the Please. order. And you got to yank him out. No, you know what you have to do? You have to use your eyes and actually watch the game. Right. Really. And then for Kevin Cash to say this wasn't predetermined. Oh, like hell it wasn't. Stop. Because there's nothing you could have watched going through the order the first two times to tell you, you know what, they're on him now. They weren't. Really bad. I thought it was terrible. And you know what? I actually like Kevin Cash. I think he's done a good job with not a lot in Tampa. This was really bad. So with the uh, Rays up one nothing in the sixth, they pull Blake Snell, and it backfires, Jerry, it does. immediately. Because Betts comes up, mashes the ball, <laughs> then you get a wild pitch, game's tied, and then Betts, who's just outstanding, on a little ground ball to first base. And I'm not, I couldn't tell if the infield was in, but uh, clearly the ball went right to the first baseman. They come home and Betts beat it by three feet. He was booking it. And next thing you know... It's 2-1. 2-1. You're losing just like that, and then Betts hits the home run in the eighth, and, you know, and that was that. And that there was, is a World there Series. Was, there was no threat. Like, the Rays went down like dogs in the ninth inning. I mean, yeah. I, was, I think it was Adamas. I, I don't remember. Was it Adamas that made the last out, Eddie? Where like he looked dogs. At, he looked at strike three like, yeah, I'm good. Let's get yeah, back to the hotel. Let's go home. <laughs> like, what was that? Terrible. Now, when I read this morning, and they go, uh, the headline about was the Dodgers win for the first time in 32 years. You know, in my head, I was like, hmm, the early 70s. 70s? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> early 70s. Yeah, no, 88. 1988. It was 32 years ago, Jerry. I was just a young man in a Chevy Monza driving to Middlesex County College. <laughs> <laughs> With my whole life ahead of me. 1988, I was 14. 14? I was, yeah. I was 14. You're you were, older than you were, me, remember? You were probably eating up a Dodgers World Series when you were 14. Uh, no, I wasn't eating it up. I was a Met fan for but sure. But still, it was, it was baseball, Jerry. It was the fall classic. What do you think? Th- All right, how about this? How many viewers do you think you had in 1988 World Series? 1980, I'm going to say you had 23 million people. For the clinching game? For the or? clincher. All right, so let's see. If I go to TV view, because these, I mean, you this is You can find been, this number? This is a Google situation. Yeah, you, no, you can find the number. Yeah, they. Um, it tells you for each game the average amount of viewers. Oh. So well, we don't have the game six number, but this is a really bad number. All right. So game five had 10 million viewers um, the other night for Dodgers Rays. If I go back to 88, the last time they won, there were, for the clinching game, 39 million viewers for Dodgers. 39 A's. million. And the Dodgers were up three games to one. So it wasn't like it was a game seven. It wasn't, you know, anything special. It was a 3-1 series lead, and they had 31 million, 39 million viewers. Sorry. How come no one can explain to me why baseball has become a regional sport when it was not a regional sport? I think there's a lot to that. I think... A, there's other sports that have become very popular. I think there's other ways to consume it now. I don't think you have to just watch it anymore. So you would say back then, like say the 80s was NBA not as popular. Well, I mean, it was becoming popular with Jordan. You know, as good as, you, as, good as we want to talk about Magic and Bird, you know, in those days, 
it wasn't what it is now, and it wasn't what it became with Jordan. And so Jordan's height was the 90s, and that's when the NBA on NBC really, I think, took off. And I think that's where you see the, the ratings climb for the NBA. Hockey's always been regional. There's no question about that. And, and basketball, too, by the way, is regional because even the national numbers for NBA games, they're good, but they're, they don't approach football levels. Football has become king over the last 30 years by a wide, wide margin, and baseball has suffered from that. Hmm. And I think fantasy baseball, too, is a big part of it. I don't like. I don't know that people watch games anymore. I think they look for the high. I can tell you right now from my 16-year-old, who is, as you know, as into it as anybody, he will watch every Met game, but the other games, he'll watch the YouTube 15-minute highlight package, and then he feels like he watched the game the next day. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, that's the way he consumes baseball. And he knows as much about baseball as any 16-year-old I know. But he's not watching every game. Too long. Um, yeah, I mean, you you know, I, I, to me, any game that's that's going four hours is obscene. And that goes for football, too, by the way. I agree. You, you know, I, I work these Cowboy games. I mean, they're notorious now for three-hour and 40-minute games. It's brutal. So I agree. It's like three hours is the perfect amount of time for baseball and football. They should not be longer than a Bruce Springsteen concert. That is very true. Very true. Very, here's a bizarre uh, statistic that is very 2020, Jerry. The Dodgers hit more home runs than the Texas Rangers at the Texas Rangers home stadium. How uh, about that? Yeah, okay. I read that. Well, how I many games that. did they get? They had 13 games Oh, I read that, there. Jerry. No, I didn't say you didn't read Would they have 13 games there and the Rangers had 30? That's right. That sound about right? Yes, it does. Yeah, well, I did the math. On the Rangers that. stunk. Hey, Rangers, you stink. You're did, embarrassed. And I don't even know. Everybody. Did, was Joey Gallo healthy this year? I, I don't even know. Joey Gallo, you're asking about? <laughs> yes. Who is this now? <laughs> he plays for the Rangers, yes? I guess he's their big... Jerry, I'm going to infer from that that Joey Gallo is the biggest home run hitter on the Rangers, <laughs> and they is. don't have much behind him. He so is there. <laughs> you asking that question is a good one. He played 57 games. And he only hit 10 home runs. Hmm. Yes, he is there. He is there, Dave King. I think he's probably the Dave Kingman of this era. Oh, I love the Dave Kingman. He is a home run. So let me see. All right, so in 57 games, here are the numbers for Joey Gallo this year, okay? In 57 games, 10 home runs, 26 RBIs. Not terrible, because if you multiply that times three, it'd be okay. It'd be 30 and be good 78. It'd be okay. It wouldn't be a good season. It'd be okay. He walked 29 times, so that's good. He struck out 79 times. Dave Kingman style. Yeah. He there was no one better. There was no one better when I was a kid first uh, getting into the Mets, better than Dave Kingman coming up to up, up to the plate. He, he was going to get a monster home run or a big K. That is who we watched. You're nothing right. in between. You're exactly right. And then I even and then I loved when Dave Kingman went to the Cubs because in my head, when I was a little kid, I thought Wrigley Field was like just a much, much smaller ballpark. And you thought he'd be mashing there. Yeah, he'd be putting balls out on the street in Chicago. Yeah. And then, well, then we had George Foster, too. George Foster. Felt like he'd be the big home run guy. Absolutely. George Foster, when he hit 52 home runs for the Reds that year, that was like people couldn't fathom that a guy hit 52 home runs. Right, because the uh, the Maris and Ruth numbers seem so outrageous. Yeah. So yeah, there was old George Foster belting fifty-two homers for the Big Red Machine, and then of course we had Mark McGuire hit forty-nine in his rookie year, and we thought, yeah. "Oh my God, oh my, yeah. oh my!" What do you? What's the most home runs you think Dave Kingman ever hit in a year? Forty-eight, King. forty, how many? Forty-eight, wow. Eddie Cubs. 
Oh, you and knew he that. had that ready to roll. How about did he ever hit? He never hit forty with the Mets. So thirty-eight with the Mets. Thirty-six, I think. Thirty-six. Dave Kingman is he still alive, Jerry? I hope so. Me too. We're talking about him like well, not yeah. really. I hope he is. Well, Dave Kingman played for with a lot more teams than I thought. Oakland, Cubs, Padres, Padres, Yankees. Uh, nope, Giants. Yankees, yep, one year. Angels. Wow, in nineteen look in nineteen seventy seven, he played for the Mets, the Padres, the Angels, and the Yankees. Is that possible? Yes, that is possible. Think about Mike Piazza. He played for uh, the Mets, the Marlins, and uh, the Dodgers in one year, oh. in literally in a three week span. <laughs> remember, remember, he went over to the Marlins. It was like just like a, a stopover for him, and That's then the Mets baseball. went and got him. I think he played a week, maybe two weeks with the Marlins. It wasn't much. Mm. So, yeah, it's possible to be on four teams in a year. Yeah. We he thought Piazza do it with three. He is 71 years old, Jerry. Yeah, well, you know what? I hope he's healthy. I hope on December 21st, Boomer does a CBS Sports Minute birthday shout-out, Dave King. We'll remind him. All right. I'll say, by the, <clears throat> just by the way, tomorrow's Dave Kingman's birthday if you want to do a birthday shout-out. Because not for nothing, Minute. Al. He's probably done about 8,000 of these things. He could yeah. use some uh, material. Something new, yeah. Yes. What would you make of the Justin Turner stuff? Uh, very interesting. So uh, I guess they get word in the middle of the game, second inning, well, not middle of the game, that Justin Turner's test from the previous day or night or something came back positive for the corona. But you're saying they found out in the second inning and he played yeah. the rest of the game? No, no, no. They yanked him in the second inning. No, they didn't. Absolutely not. He almost hit a home run in the seventh. What? Or the sixth. Sixth inning, I thought, they took him out. No, he played the seventh. Hmm. So Where he must I, have, I think he came out. I think he from. came out after the seventh inning. I. You tell me. I have no idea. Hmm. I'm going to yell at some writer who I just read their article. Yeah, so he gets a yank because of that. And then uh, he was back out without a mask celebrating. Yeah, well, he came out with what the mask on, and that? then he's taking it off. And now he's, he's you know what? He's got the Rona. Yeah, and he's asymptomatic, and that's fine. That's good. But you better hope you didn't pass it on to the rest of the team. Then. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. And then what is, you know, what is baseball going to do if, in fact, that's the case? Because we haven't had a positive test in baseball in right, it was a sixty-five days or something. Like they really did a, all the players did a really good job after we had a couple of those outbreaks early. Yes. I think it's I think the number is sixty-five straight days, and then this happens, and then what happened? What I felt, what um, I guess it was Ken Rosenthal that said, so he had an inconclusive test, and I guess they let him play because he's been negative the whole time. So you know, a test comes back inconclusive. Fine, we got to retest it, and by the time they actually got the result, the game was already in progress. I don't. I don't know what the second inning means because if they knew in the second inning, he should not have stayed out there. I thought I'm it was. Google it. I thought as soon as they found out, they pulled him after the seventh. Um, but whatever, whatever the case may be. So at first, he stays inside, and I don't know if his team called him out or he just decided to go out there and he had the mask on, and then all of a sudden the mask's off and not good. And He's Dave Roberts is a cancer survivor. Yeah, oh. and I believe taken. Now, I think when Roberts was next to him, because Roberts didn't have a mask on, I believe Turner had it on at that time. I don't think they were face-to-face without one on. But still, I mean, come on. You're putting your health at risk. Putting everyone's health at risk. 
breathing coronavirus on us. Yeah, not good. So, so that was interesting. We got oh, we got a lot more to do. It's including... I'm going to Google that during the break here, where I got that from, Jerry, and I will yell at whoever put that out there. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, and also after the break, I want to get your take on Rob Manfred because I'm, I'm not, this is not funny and this is not a joke. Concerning his audio after the game and his um, Rob Manfred. This is. You've heard of him, oh, yes. Right. This, yeah, he is definitely. not the home run hitter for the Rangers. Softball. He's I the play com- softball with him. Yes, exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get to that and a whole lot more. We'll get to Jerry Jones at some point this hour as well. This portion of the warm-up show sponsored by Toro Snowblowers. For Grizzly Winters, you need a Toro Power Max Snowblower. It's a beast on snow. Act now. Get up to $100 off on select Toro Power Max Snowblower. See your Toro retailer now. Win winter with a Toro. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. It is. It's 25 after 5. Great to have you with us. Wednesday morning, we take you to Boomer and Geo at 6. Alan, Jerry, until then. You know what I just noticed? And I just heard um, Karen Stewart say that uh, it's October 28th, which is cool. I was unaware until uh, driving in. I'll tell you one thing I found that's really cool, Al. We've got uh, News Radio 880 and 1010 Wins on the HD band. So I actually found them. It is awesome listening to 1010 Wins in crystal clear FM HD. It's actually really cool. HD um, stereo. Yeah, really cool. It's HD 3 on uh, 102.7. Pretty good. But um, I heard her say it's October 28th. I was not aware that we get the extra hour sleep on Saturday night. Oh, is that right? We yeah. fall back in Yes. Hour. How about that? I was not okay. aware of I that. I like that. I feel like there's been no mention of that. No, it's got no buzz right now, Jerry. But maybe by Friday there'll be a buzz about daylight savings time or whatever we call it. Can I play Can I play this audio for you now? Which audio is this? <laughs> the Rob Manfred. Yeah, so can I, let me, uh, let me uh, uh, quickly about where I got my second inning oh, yeah, yeah. information on Justin Turner. Joel Sherman had tweeted... Major League Baseball was alerted by its lab in the second inning that Justin Turner's test for Monday had come back inconclusive for COVID-19. Right. So MLB asked the lab to run that sample again and the sample from Tuesday. Okay. The sample today was positive. That's when they alerted the Dodgers. Okay. So, so that's there, why there he was, was my to, confusion about the second inning. And that's why he was able to stay my in bad. the game until they got the positive. And now we'll see if it's a false positive because that has been, I think, the... Um, was it Wisconsin? I forget. No, Oregon. Lots of false positives. There was one. I can't think of what college it was. They had four or five false positives. And that's probably what Justin Turner was thinking. Like, I'm not going to let a false positive ruin this moment for me. I'm going to rip my mask off. If that's what it is. And because go I'll, celebrate. I'll tell you this. I'm trying to. Where is it? Where to come from here? Augie on, uh, Augie on Twitter dog. sent us the video that shows. I did not see this until he sent it to us. Augie Puglisi. Um, Send us the video that shows Turner sitting down for the team photo, for the championship photo, with the mask on, sitting right next, literally right next to Dave Roberts, and then he takes it off. Yeah. Not great. Hey, Dave Roberts, how you like some of this corona? I hope he's okay. Not good. Um, so this is, to me, I want to be very clear. I don't find this funny at all, and I am hopeful 
that there's not something wrong with Rob Manfred physically um, because he goes on the field and he gets booed and he's fine. I don't think that there's any issue. Now, Fox is saying he had reverb in his ear, which is why he sounds like this. I have had reverb in my ear. I've never slurred my words. Maybe you have, and I hope that's the case. Eddie, if you can play, let's play um, number Let's play number two because he's talking about the concerning issue with Justin Turner and how, you know, they win the World Series, but now there's this concern they have to worry about. It's Rob Manfred on Fox. Obviously, we're concerned when any of our players test positive. We learned during the game that Justin was a positive. He was immediately isolated to prevent spread. I'm sorry. That does not sound like a guy dealing with a reverb. It actually sounds like... It was taped and his and, and the tape slowed was down. slowed down. Yeah. All right, then that give is me concerning. give me the other one. Now this is when he's presenting the MVP trophy to Corey Seager. This to me is the the most concerning of the three. All right. Corey, you thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory, and it's my pleasure to recognize your great play with the Willie Mays Most Valuable Player Award presented by Chevrolet. Now, that does not sound like it was slowed down. Right. He sounds like he's got a health issue or he had some drinks, and I don't believe the latter. I really don't. I mean, he sounded fine when he first went on the field. So, to me, really concerning audio there. Of Rob Manfred. I'm Googling Rob Manfred and seeing if uh, there's uh, any discussion of that. I, I mean, I would think so. If you stayed up, you know, if you were out there and you watched it, and it was late. Yeah. I'm listening. I'm not not saying it wasn't late, and I don't know what kind of numbers they got for that uh, after-game viewing party, but that was not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, they're saying uh, many people were wondering what was going on. Some TV reporters... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like what you said. People were saying that there maybe it was a reverb, but but again, I've dealt with I've dealt with that many times. Yeah, and you stop and you pause. Right, that one with Seeger, Al. He sounds like he's slurring his words. Yes, so we'll have to see what comes what comes of that. Oh uh, well, I hope he's okay. That's yes. all. That's all I'm going to say. Me I too. Hope he's okay. I chat with him when I play third base, Jerry, and he's a third base coach on the, the when we play them in softball. Yeah, no, I know. Very lovely gentleman. We've done what? Three I know this year got canceled, but we did it three times, right? Yes, three times. Sounds right. So I pretend I don't know he's the commissioner so that we could have like a regular person. And, and you and what do you do? Are you on this team, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? And third base you? coach. Does Boomer have his Cell phone, do you think? Probably, yeah. I would cellular, think so. A cellular telephone? Yeah, I Maybe think so. we can ask Booms to just text him, you know. You could. I mean, he also you, probably laid down three hours ago. Well, sure, but, you know, right. he'll get it when he wakes up. You all right. The people are worried. Yes, that's fair. And he may respond. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get a phone call. Maybe we'll get a live breaking news guest. That would be good. That would be cool. It would be the commissioner of baseball right after the World Series and a big gaffe by the Tampa manager. Yeah. And the Justin Turner thing. That, too. Yes. More baseball news, Jerry. Holy I see moly. that uh, George Springer is not happy with the Astros, and they say that the Mets, now that they've got deep pockets uh, Cohen over there, uh, that they that he could be a landing spot for the Mets. That would be some uh, find. And it looks like the vote will be Friday, so like they'll be ready to go soon here. 
Okay, so the the MLB, what the other MLB owners get to vote in uh, Steve Cohen Correct. Friday. Then boom, he makes a phone call to George Springer. Yes, bring in the right well, the right handed stick, Jerry, which we need. Mets need. When this, I say we, I mean the Mets. This could be the best winter meeting slash Mets oh. off season ever. Thank you, Jerry. All right, ever Boomer. In the history, Boomer's yelling at me. Yeah, I'm sad about that. I did too. I heard it on ten ten. You heard it on ten ten wins. We're it's a, we're they're making well, an announcement today on Joe and Evan show. Uh, Al wants to know why ten ten wins is announcing it. They didn't announce it. Ten uh, ten wins was basically referencing the articles that are out there and oh. the fact that Joe and Evan said big announcement coming up at five o'clock on oh, Wednesday. So they're reading into it. So that no one told me, and I'm sad because my first radio job was producing for Joe Beningo back in 1995 at WJDM. And now his How career is, yeah, I know. How about that? Me, you, and weird, Joe though. all started at WJDM Elizabeth. Well, I think it is true, because there's an announcement at 5 o'clock. Today? Today. And they said that. I know you will. All right, Boomer's got to go prep for the show. I can't believe Boomer's here. It's only 5.30. Uh, he's just, here every day yeah, around 5.30. Uh, you know, he's got to do his Busting chops. Just busting chops. All right. Sure, you like this George Springer? We need him for the Mets. What's your, what's your thoughts here? Yes, I would you take George Springer in two seconds. I wouldn't even. You would. I wouldn't in even. Two seconds. I wouldn't even think twice about it, Mister Springer. And I'm we need sure. You here. I'm sure the calls will come in. Well, you know, he was good because they were stealing shots. Shut up. Right. I would take Zip George it. Springer in a heartbeat. And as I was saying before, Boomer interrupted. Yeah, rudely. Best Mets offseason ever, potentially. It could be. It's very possible. So let's see. Free agents can start signing with new teams five days after the World Series ends. So five days from now. Imagine he comes in and does nothing. Who, Boomer? S- no, Steve Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> no no signings well, in the offseason. All right, so here's oh, the we thing. We want him out of here. No, 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 no. Here's the out thing. What I am curious about is which direction is he going to go in or will he go in both? Because I've seen articles from the baseball writers. There is one school of thought that he's going to come in like a house on fire because he's a crazy Met fan. He's got a lot of money and he wants to win. And so he might go take this guy, that guy, trade him. And this could be a completely different team in the spring. Then there is the school of thought that I read that said while he will do that at some point, when he gets here, the first order of business is going to be about the scouting, the drafting, the analytics, and basically starting a foundation oh. to build up as opposed to just throwing money at everybody. And then there's the thought he might just do both. So we'll see. I don't, you know, I don't know. We don't know the guy. I mean, who knows how he's going to be as, a, as an owner. But we do know is that if there is someone the Mets want, this guy's got the money to go out and get him. You better make it rain, Jerry. I better see cash flowing out of City Field. I think this is going to be like uh, Pac-Man Jones at a strip club? Yes, that's what I need. Pac-Man Jones at a Dropping strip club Dropping 20s style. all over the place? Yeah, just like fanning them out. Cash, cash. Give me cash. Give me cash. Yes. Well, we'll see. Certainly mm-hmm. very possible. We, maybe... Maybe we get Kevin Cash as a match. Oh, we don't need him, Jerry. <laughs> no, he's an analytics me. binders guy. <laughs> After last night, <laughs> nah, he's a good manager, but that was stupid mm. last night. It's very stupid. Stupid. Stu- we got to take a break. I didn't realize. Where's this hour going? It's already it's going 25 very to 6. I still haven't gotten to. I got Trevor Lawrence stuff. By I got way, Jerry Jones stuff. Yes. Do you realize how many people have asked me in the last three days when our two hours begins? <laughs> 
Cheotes that we were we oh were going to be on from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. One of the guys at our cornhole league on Monday night came up. He goes, dude, I am fired up because I, <laughs> I get to work at 5.15. I can now hear you guys from 4.20 to 5.15. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, aren't you guys doing 4 to 6 soon? I'm like, no, we're not doing I mean, unless they tell me, no, I don't believe I'm doing 4 to 6. <laughs> Pretty funny. See so. that Gio mentioned the one time. Other times you say something a million times and people go, I never heard you mention that. <laughs> well, this people heard because I probably had seven or eight people in the last oh, three the days people. ask me about it. I'm so. not down for the two hours. Who are these people? <laughs> You're here at 2.30 anyway. What else are you doing? Well, depending on how fast I find a spot, about right. 3.20 to 4 o'clock, depending. What if we did this? We start after you find a spot. So that could be anywhere <laughs> from 4 <laughs> to 5. But I have all my other preppy stuff to do. Oh, oh that's right. funny. All right. Well, listen, you just go to bed at 4 p.m. now. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did think of Eddie last night at 6 o'clock as uh, I was driving to pick up dinner. I'm like, Eddie is laying down right now. Oh, yeah, tremendous. relaxing. Like, and you know what? And I don't fault him for that. I actually think it's a brilliant thing to do in a day and age where none of us sleep. It's smart. But, God, you miss everything. But well, I you see miss it the when I get up. Exactly. You do. And listen, I watched the last few winnings here this morning. It's not the same. It's just not. It's better. It's not better. I disagree. All the intrigue is gone. There's no, you know, watching it as it happens and unfolds. Like, I wouldn't want to watch, a, you know, a football game. Let's say a big football game, NFC Championship game. They start at 6 o'clock now or AFC Champ- on Sunday night. I don't want to watch that the next day. I want to watch the game. Now, that I will watch. as uh, That you will watch. And the Super Bowl. Interesting. All right. Well, we got to take a break. We'll get back to more of this. And football on the other side because Al's got news on Trevor Lawrence and Jerry Jones keeps dropping gems. Yeah. This portion of the warm-up show sponsored by 877-8-ABUSE. Don't go away. Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. All right, we got uh, about 18 minutes or so until we get you to Boomer and Geo with the football stuff. I will say real quick, this Randy Arozarena, I mean, you talk about a guy coming out of nowhere and doing what he did. You talk about someone that's going to get paid in the future. My God, he was amazing and hits the home run again last night. All right, we got football stuff, Al, that we can get to now. I know you wanted to, uh, you teased yeah. it before the break. What you oh, got? big tease, Jerry. This Trevor Lawrence situation, is this uh, a big deal or is this nothing when he says his mindset has been to go pro, but who knows? I think it's a huge deal. If you're a really? Jet fan and you think that that is who you are going to end up getting and you're going to end up yeah. going 1-15 or 0-16 and, and you're going to turn the page on Sam Darnold, which... Okay, I mean, again, I don't know what Sam Donald is. You drafted him very high, and I don't think you would have expected after a few years you're moving on already. But maybe that's the case. And if that is the case, even if they didn't want to draft him, let's say for poops and giggles, Sam Donald turns on the Jets and all of a sudden looks like a legit star-in-the-making quarterback over the next 10 weeks. And even they don't win games because they stink, but he looks good. You have that number one pick. You know how valuable that number one pick is? Very valuable. 
especially if you've got a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Now, if he's going to decide he doesn't want to come out because he's worried about going to the Jets, that's one thing. If he decides he doesn't want to come out because he wants to hang out in college for another year with his extra eligibility, it's concerning. You know, if you got the number one pick, what do you do? I'd always be worried, like, going back to college. What if you snap your leg or your arm? No doubt. Then what? you got to go get your cash. 100% right. Yeah. But at the same time, these are calculated risks you take, and... He doesn't. If he doesn't want to be here, if that's why he's doing it and doesn't want to play for this franchise, all right. But is he supposed to say, my mindset is to go pro, but who knows? Is he allowed to say, I'm going I think he can say whatever right he to wants. the pros? He hasn't declared anything. I mean, oh, I think okay. he's having a conversation. I didn't see where. I saw the quotes. I didn't see where this came from. Like, was he on a radio show? Where did this come from? It was. A, I think it was a press conference. So this was, was getting ready show. for the week yes. uh, for Clemson, and that he just kind of threw that out there. Yeah. Right. Well, someone asked him about it, yeah. Yeah, sure. Said, who knows? Hey, listen, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Then your boy Jerry Jones did his usual slot on uh, Dallas radio where he uh, does talk shows. He was on the fan Now, you remember Dallas. a number of uh, weeks ago he got into an argument with these fellas. Uh, we, when they when he told them to settle down, he didn't like their attitude. That was last that, season. Jerry? Last season, wasn't it? That I wasn't a couple was, weeks ago, was it? Are you sure? No, I'm I not sure. That, yeah, I don't. I think that was in the beginning of the year. That was this you know, year. You settle down. I don't like your attitude. Yeah, I think that was this year. No kidding. I'll have to Google that. But you might be anyway, right. I thought it was the at the yeah. end of last season. Yeah, he was uh, back on, and things got a little bit uh, heated between he and the hosts. We can play uh, it for you if you'd like. Oh, you do have it. Okay. Oh, what do you think? I played well, I didn't it on know the, if you actually... wanted to tease it for the uh, the no, real we program. Got it. We'll play it. Different we'll play audience, it. Jerry. It's a different audience. We'll By the way, that was hour. last December. That's what I thought. Last yeah. December yeah, when he it... was yelling, you settle down yeah. there. I don't like your settle attitude. Settle down just a little bit. Yeah, I don't like your attitude. Yeah. That was the end of last season. That's oh, what okay. I thought. Jerry, um, this coronavirus, I don't know what's uh You've got coronavirus. Um, fog. Can you give me cut? No, I I think it's labeled pretty good, Eddie, where it says there's a long and a short. Give me the long one because I'm going to tell you what I think is happening here before I play it. He was go- they were asking him tough questions. There is no doubt about it. But, you know, and you've seen this, too, with callers where it's obvious the callers don't hear the hosts that are trying to interject in the conversation. Yeah. You've noticed that, right? Sometimes. Yeah. So as I'm listening to this yesterday, it is obvious because he takes these pauses that I, I can't. It, well, it was Sean and RJ wasn't there. It was it was Sean and then the other was a guy filling in for for the other one, and you could tell that Sean was the one that got yelled at. He was trying to pick the right spot, thinking Jerry was finished talking, and he wasn't. And that's where Jones, who's clearly frustrated, that's where he kind of lost it and basically wanted. Some peace and quiet, if you can play it, Eddie. Got it. Where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it a leadership void? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer is yeah. no. I, I'm there's asking. Not a, you... There's not a, well, it is shut up and let me answer. <laughs> no. You're right. I think you're right there, Jerry. Yeah. He's trying to find the right spot yes. to jump in, and every shut time up. he starts to talk, Jerry kept talking. <laughs> Jerry says, just shut up and let me answer. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And it's it's funny because I saw it on Twitter as it happened, and I'm thinking, oh, no. And then I listened to it. I'm like, this, this is not what it looks like. And then I was actually happy to hear at the end. I mean, he apologized like three different times 
you know, sort of. Like, you could tell he felt bad about it and wanted yes. to make sure they knew before he got off the phone. And then he also said, Eddie, can you play the one about the old guy? About uh, not taking off an old guy? <laughs> I love I love the guy. I think it's seven or eight. It's one of the last ones that I clipped, and it's not that long of a cut. It should be labeled pretty good. Perhaps not. Hmm. Old adage, no? Boy, Eddie's struggling. Don't piss an old man off with little money. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. With what at the end? Little, little money. Little, yeah, little money. Don't piss an old man off with little money. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I don't. They laugh, I like though. It. I, I like an angry Jerry Jones. Meaning You're right. they have little money? They're just little piss hands? So I'm no. not sure. I, I don't know. No, I think he was saying don't piss off an old man who's got a little money. Oh, oh I that, see. Like that Meaning could, a lot of money, I see. Yeah. I guess. Meaning he could get things done. You you like these don't radio piss jobs an you old got? man off with little money. <laughs> I guess. Yes, I agree. Throw I agree. right off the radio. Right. I'll <laughs> just buy your radio station. Fire you. <laughs> but but I love I love a argumentative, contentious conversation that then ends in a Hey guys, enjoyed the talk. My bad if I got a little ticked off. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And that's pretty much the way it, it sounded. And. And all it showed me was because, again, they asked him some really tough questions that needed to be asked, and he tried to answer them. He danced around a couple of them, and you could just tell he is so incredibly frustrated with the way this team has played, and yet he doesn't also want to publicly bury the players. I thought it was good what he did at the end. Hey, man, if I were a little abrupt there, then I really don't (laughs) want to have our day start that way. You're too good a man for that. Nice. I think that's that is. Nice. I mean, he goes on twice a while. Well, he goes on once a week with them. I don't think he's on twice with them. He's on twice a week on that station. But it's been years that he's on that show. You know, yes. that would be like, you know, Eli jumping ugly with Mike. That'd be after, awesome. Right. After all those years and be like, dude, I'm sorry. My bad. Instead, he bored us with every one of his phone calls <laughs> to Mike's show. Well, that would have been weird because Eli showed no emotion for yeah. 12 years. <laughs> it would have been great if he said to Mike, now shut up and let me <laughs> let me answer the question. Mike would have went off on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is funny. So very interesting stuff. Do we have uh, time for this DeAndre yeah, Hopkins story? Both. I enjoyed this one. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he was involved in a uh, what they're calling a traffic incident, Jerry. This was on the way to Sunday night's game against the uh, Seahawks. He was uh, people said he was weaving in and out of the traffic in his Ferrari, flipping the bird to a political caravan that was going by. Now he did explain himself, and I'm with him on this one. He's trying to get to the game. There's a political. It was a. It was like a, I guess a Trump rally where people were driving their cars uh, all in order slowly on the highway honking horns you gotta get to work i don't want anyone for any political reason slowing down traffic it's one thing if it's a funeral procession i don't even like those i know you don't meet me at the funeral i know you're very dangerous but i can at least deal with that a lot better than this so he's trying to get to the game they're driving slow honking horns flashing lights he's weaving in and out to try to get to the game in his ferrari and he said he flipped them the bird (laughs) (laughs) that is funny it is very funny the guy you got to get to work that's it don't want to be late and get fined if you're late late in the nfl i hate like i will never like it's hard like yeah i know you want people uh when when uh, political things like block traffic or block a bridge no one who's getting stuck there is going to then be on your side. You're right. You're 100% right. Work. 
I do. I'm trying to think if when we went to <laughs> when I went to Dallas with Boomer, yeah, back in 2011, maybe. I feel like we might have gotten a police escort to the airport. <laughs> I don't remember you... if we did or not, but I feel like we did because we got out of that stadium so quickly. You know, 90,000 people are departing, and yeah. somehow we got right out. I don't remember how. I could be wrong about, about that, that, but I feel like that's possible. And He's he is possible. the booms, so He's you never know. And we had Kevin Harlan in the car with us, too. Weaving in and out of traffic. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, we got to take uh, one final break. We'll get you a couple more stories or at least one other story or something. And then Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 here on The Fan. This portion is sponsored by your local Mazda dealers. Every Mazda CUV comes with a suite of advanced safety features and are available with iActive all-wheel drive, which will give you the confidence to go practically anywhere. Visit your local Mazda dealer for special offers or visit MazdaUSA.com. Right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the LA Dodgers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, a couple minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock. If you're just waking up, the Dodgers are World Series champions. They beat the Rays last night 3-1. Kevin Cash can have a lot of questions to answer over the next uh, couple of weeks, you would think. Dummy. What else you got, Al? Jerry, I'm seeing, you know, this week uh, Tua starts for the Dolphins. Yep. And I'm seeing that there is potentially some dissension in the locker room. I could see that. As some players still want Fitzy back there, you know what they're saying Tua didn't earn his spot yet. Well, it was for huh, did he mm. earn his spot? I don't mm. know how he's practiced. I don't know about that, but I will right. say this: Oh, that sounded like Boomer. I will say this: um, If he doesn't play well, like this puts a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, because Fitzpatrick, the last co- I don't think he was great this week, but he was really good in the win in San Francisco. And they're what? I guess they're three and th- they are three and three, Eddie. Is that right? Four Still hanging in there in the. They are. East. They're three and three, and he's giving them a chance to win every week. If Tua doesn't go in there and perform well, you know, all of a sudden Brian Flores has to figure out: Do I stick with him? And then all of a sudden, are you going to bench your few? It's a weird dynamic to make that decision and then to see how he plays because you got to let him play. But if he stinks, then what? Plus, it's going to look odd. We haven't seen a lefty quarterback in a long time. Okay. It's a weird, uh, looks weird when you haven't seen him in a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I watch videos of Boomer um, on the Arizona Cardinals all the time. So, yeah. It'll be perfect for me. It looks a little weird, though. I suppose. Okay. I feel like I could pick off a lefty quarterback quicker than a righty. You couldn't. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Like I'd love to doing... see your break on a ball. <laughs> I have 51. You mean like I'm a a cornerback? Well, I played. Uh, I played the receiver. Adult. The receiver does like a down and out, and I got. Oh, break shut up and ball. let me talk. <laughs> it's must listen to oh. every day. Boomer and Geo, morning six to ten.